I can't wait to see Manny's huge when I get home. He'll have my favorite laid out ready for me. Then he'll take me into the and me and me and me until I can't take any more. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, Bim. Hello, Nicole. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. I am better than okay, actually. Really? Yeah, I've got some soda, as the children say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting opposite you about to record another fabulous episode of Thursday Kit. Why wouldn't I be grinning? I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I like to call it cold drink. That's what I was raised calling it. Uh-huh. It's cold drink. C-O-L apostrophe D-R-A-N-K. Yeah, that's real Southern of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, everything is a Coke. Yeah. You know, what kind of Coke do you want? Oh, I'll have a Sprite. <laughs> sure. That's just how it is. That's logical. <laughs> That's what that is. But this is a special day yes, today. Yes, it is. It is. Why? We have some guests. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Woohoo! Who are they? Well, you may be familiar with uh, these people's voices from their fantastically wonderful WNYC podcast called Nancy. That's awesome. Yeah. Our guests today are the hosts and the managing editors of said podcast, Kathy Tu and Tobin Lowe. Yay! Woohoo! Hi! Hi, guys. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm very excited because we're going to be talking everything that we wanted to talk about because, you know, we're fans of Nancy and mm-hmm. we're, you know, given to understand that Nancy's fans of, uh, you know, Thursday Kids. So we're going to delve in and have chats about things. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, a little boatload of thirst objects for this episode. <laughs> it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> I'm, I mean, quite interesting is really, you're underselling it. I am. I'm I, trying to, you know, I want to surprise people with the level of thirst that they're going to receive I, today. I, I feel like I'm going to drown under a tidal wave of thirst, but I'm ready for it. I've got my life. <laughs> I'm wearing my galoshes. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm so sorry. Such a horrible visual. I'm so sorry. Just so knee nasty. deep. <laughs> Wading further into the thirst. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> and on that note, let's get started. <laughs> Tobin and Kathy, welcome to Thursday Kit. Um, first of all, for those who are not familiar with your excellent podcast, can you give us a little host back and forth uh, about what it is you do at Nancy? Oh, the ironic thing is we're so bad at doing this. I know. This is the easiest part and the hardest part for us. Sometimes I just say it's the gayest show since Car Talk. <laughs> Sorry. But if nobody knows what Car Talk is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a show... About queer people, by queer people, mm-hmm. for queer people. Mm-hmm. Nancy is not Car Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Make that clear. I don't honestly confusion? know what Car Talk is about. Yeah. I think the joke's requirement is that you don't know what Car Talk is. So you're just kind of like, yeah, that sounds pretty yeah, good. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 there yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're here in the studio with us and you gave us each two thirst objects. Mm-hmm. Kathy, why don't you tell us yours? I went with some very non-controversial mm. folks. I'm going to put a pin in that because I have beef with one of your thirst <gasps> It's okay. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. <laughs> I have. Um, one deep-seated one from since I was young. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie. Okay. And one more recent, mm. Janelle Monet. Mm. Mm. Great. Two solid choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Angelina is the one I have beef with. Shocking. Most people do. <laughs> Most people do. Kathy's like, I'm used to this. I have a, I have yeah, yeah. a sheet. She has a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. <laughs> Excellent. And Tobin, who are your thirst objects? Uh, mine are Manny Jacinto from mm. The Good Place. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, and director, I think, Carrie Fukunaga. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. Yes. <laughs> It doesn't matter what he does. He's pretty. That is the hardest working aside of, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Fair. Yeah. That's quite a cocktail of uh, thirst objects. Yeah. I'm very excited to take a sip. Should we start with uh, the thirst object that Nicole has beef with? Let's let's take a deep dive let's into do Angelina. It. Let's yeah. do it. And it's not personal. It's just the way that Hollywood lifted her up. And mm. I'm just like... <laughs> A lot Wait, of no. pondering them. <laughs> Wait, I want to start there. Say more about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like she's a, just a very basic white woman with big lips. Mm. And wow, <laughs> but drag <laughs> up. <laughs> and I'm sure she's wonderful because she's gone on to do some great stuff for humanity and blah blah blah. But wow. when she was first, <laughs> so dismissive. I guess she saves lives or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> But I'm just like, you know, there are plenty of black actors who Mm. have full lips who Mm. do not get that kind of lift. You know, they don't get that kind of marketing. They are not allowed to, you know, have the camera zoom in on their mouths and be focused on their mouths. Like uh, the movie Original Sin. Mm -hmm. And her character is like in jail for much of it because she's telling the story from uh, memory or whatever. The camera is completely on her mouth and she's licking her lips and they're like dry and crackly because she's done whatever they do to make the lips fuller. And so there's no moisture. And I'm like, this is not sexy just because she's got big <laughs> lips. Doesn't, you know, what else is there for her? You did not want a woman to be interested in you just because you owned a pretty bank account. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, then we have something in common. We are both not to be trusted. So I just, I'm like so annoyed with Hollywood's marketing of her. And then also when she was married to Brad Pitt, I I do not like Brad Pitt. So just like, they're just like a whole Mm. couple of nothing for me. Mm. Mm. That's it. That's that is a fair criticism that I would apply to almost all white actors in Hollywood. <laughs> wow, but <laughs> yeah. But for me, I discovered her after she went through the whole thing. Remember when she was with uh, what's his name, the oh, the bad Santa guy, Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. Yeah, he is not great, <laughs> right? <laughs> And after after that whole thing was done mm. and she became a mother, I feel like for me, that's when she became beautiful to me. Like before mm. that, Hollywood would still was sort of like, she's so exotic looking. Mm. Right. Yeah. She, she's so different from all the other actors. But then she became a mother and she like, I feel like stopped wearing all the, the makeup that Billy Bob wanted her to wear. Mm. And became like this person that I could not only look up to, but like I wanted to be her and then eventually when I came into who I was as a queer person I was like that's what I want to be with mm, what an evolution it's like a John Legend song <laughs> <laughs> Legend's ordinary thirsty it's fine yeah and yeah. It, and then she she has just played such a huge role in my life and I, even to this day I am still when I see her I think there's so much behind it and she's the reason oh, this is dumb 
she's one of the reasons why I went to law school. Oh, my heart. You're like Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> you followed Angelina to law school. <laughs> oh, my heart. I love it. <laughs> and, and yeah, to this day, mm. if she decided that we could date, I would drop everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I That's just, fine. You know what? Live in you know, the truth. That's fine. <laughs> just, <you> know. <laughs> yeah. Angelina, I guess also because that shift from... I'm carrying my man's blood in a vial around totally. my neck to I'm saving children around the world was so oh. drastic for me. I yeah. could not ever fully believe it. That's fair. And so mm. I'm still skeptical mm. of her as uh, a public person, mm. right? Yeah. Obviously, I don't know her, you know, right. but I'm still very like, mm, something's not right with this. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm still, because I don't understand children. I feel like she's collecting them at this point. But, right. But <laughs> and there's, like, there's the issue also of kind of like transracial adoption yep. and that whole yeah. like, the, the, you know, what that entails and how responsible people are and so on. So, you know, I think there's definitely room to kind of critique or at least, you know, question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. there's also room to just kind of also answer the question, what would I do, though? And I think that these are the thirsts that we all live with. Right. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean, that's that's most of me fancying men. I'm like, oh, they're terrible. However, I guess if I had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. Everything's terrible. But why, why when we talk about Angelina, do we just erase the fact that she kissed her brother on a red carpet? Good yeah. question. Well, I don't know. erase that. I, it's still very much in the top of my head. Yes. Just, yeah. I still count that as pre the time that I was into her. <laughs> so those things. That Kathy's life like, that was exist. pre me. I don't know. I don't yeah. know her. I don't acknowledge that part. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Let's talk about one of your faves, Tobin. Okay. So um, he was the subject of our redacted this week. <laughs> Ooh, Tell yes. us a little bit about Manny. What is there's something about Manny? That's the film I want to watch. <laughs> oh my god, where to start? Um, uh, well, he has cheekbones for days. Oh my god, just like carved from stone. Oh my mm-hmm. god, he's so pretty. He makes me want to cry. I know. It's Ugh. like, and also like on the good place, he plays such a dumb character so brilliantly. <laughs> yes. But it's that sort of thing that Hollywood sometimes asks you to do where they put a gorgeous person in a dumb, unattractive role and everyone around them treats them like they're dumb and unattractive. And you're watching and you're like, I have to pretend they're not the hottest person alive right now. (laughs) Right. Right. A suspension of disbelief that even I cannot muster. Uh, I feel like if I ever kissed him, he would cut me with his cheekbones. So that's one thing. Yeah. Would he then tenderly nurse them back to health? That's part of it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I cut you with my cheekbones. Here, let me hug it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same. I mean, the thing about Manny for me, you mentioned his cheekbones. The thing that is most striking for me Mm -hmm. is his jawline. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to sharpen a knife on it. Like, but like not in an abusive (laughs) way. I mean, like, I want to... I just, it looks like granite, but like like covered in like soft marble, but hard. I mean, look at oh that shit. Oh my look god! At that. Nicole is showing us all the photo of Manny, and he's just he looks like his neck is like. Can you see the hollow of his neck? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can oh. sleep there for like six dog weeks. Eyes. The puppy yes. dog eyes, the amazing, wonderful, glossy hair. Yeah, he just looks like he's just kind. Yes. Sure. That's not the adjective that I would use to describe sure. him. That's because you're a filthy, filthy person. <laughs> he just looks like a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Time. I agree. Asterisk. I agree. He's a also heavy asterisk. an incredible dancer. I love a guy who can move. Okay, so you told us to go to Manny's Instagram. Yeah, go to his Instagram. Okay. I don't know if he posted anything recently with him dancing, but go to some of the videos. Okay. That looks like he's in a, in a, a, a dance studio. 
Okay. Here is one. The caption on this is, always grateful for this form of expression. Always uncomfortable publicly expressing it. Oh, my God. And then the hashtag is sleepless freestyle sessions. Oh, and now you've lost me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's have a little play and see what that looks like. Okay, I'm not going to lie. There's been better. <laughs> no, there's, but this, this is good. There's, because this there's is a so, lot of fluid movement, and it looks fun. like that he knows what to do with his hips. Oh yes. Oh, God, I hate you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's doing it to Miguel. I love this song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, Manny. <laughs> that was a magic mic. That shit really was. <laughs> okay, listen. Hashtag this guy fucks. That's what that <laughs> Wow, so we're going there. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's thirsty, right? No, no, that wasn't thirst, my love. That was industrial <laughs> fucking. That was, that was not thirst. That was a lot. Um, yeah, Manny has something about him that is, I think, he draws you in, right? Yeah. yeah and his mm-hmm. lips, look. he looks like a very soft kisser. Oh, yes. Oh. That's so perfect, what you just said. Okay, tell us more about that. I just, well, it goes deep for me with Manny. <laughs> Lord. <No. laughs> that is, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, no, but I would say, uh, okay, just to go into like a little bit of a personal history. Mm-hmm. I grew up going to like a mostly Asian high school. So like mm-hmm. most of my area that I grew up was Asian and all throughout school, I was around a lot of Asian people. And mm-hmm. so like, as I was discovering my gayness, like a lot of the guys I was attracted to were around me and were Asian men. And right. I like found Asian men beautiful. And then gay culture and gay porn comes in and fucks that all up. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, yep. you should only be attracted to like really hot white men. Mm. And so I feel like, a lot of my adult life has been trying to undo that damage. Yes. Hard same, Tobin. Hard yes. same. And so to see someone like Manny and be like, unapologetically, I find this person so fucking hot. Mm. It's like it's like kind of healing in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's really great. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, like the lips, the cheekbones, the, eye, the everything is is doing it for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that feels like a complete thesis. Um, <laughs> and in summary... I urge you to look at Manny Jacinto's face and uh, tell me it is not perfect. It is. But also, I mean, listen, I enjoy his face very much. But I think there's like, you know, at the beginning of The Good Place, which is where I think most people know him from, even though he's done other jobs, he's often wearing um, robes that are kind of fashioned to make him look like a monk who mm-hmm. has undertaken mm-hmm. a vow of silence. And initially, I remember when I first started watching The Good Place, I was like, eh, guys, I don't know. We're going to have the Asian guy be silent. And as mm-hmm. a mother, uh, I know. You know? And then I shouldn't have doubted because my, my TV king, Michael Show was like, chill, hold my beer. And then <laughs> he turned Jason, this character, into this amazing, incredibly sweet. And that thing you were saying about someone who's supposed to be dumb. And, you know, he's not like he's, he's not Einstein or whatever. But they give him this wonderful, just like full personality. He's very proud of who he is. He's unbothered by the fact that he is not the smartest person in the room. He's mm-hmm. a good person mm-hmm. as well as you can be as in the bad place, etc. He's trying his best. And there's something about Manny's face that just kind of 100% telegraphs that. He's like, hey, listen, I'm just here, guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like, get on yeah. my level. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I love even the stupid thing about him loving Blake Bortles. This idea of, like, he loves <laughs> like he loves his football and he's just happy. I just, I want, he's so pure of heart and mm-hmm. just genuinely sweet. Who died, obviously, in the dumbest way. Everything about oh him. Is just, I just love him. Uh, I, I really love his face. He's real good. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and then in he's one good. of the... 
I remember in the second season when they finally made him be his, himself and he's wearing, um, they put them in like period costume and he's wearing like a gangster 1920 style yep. suit. Oh my God. Yep. He looks oh, amazing. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Right. Go back and look. Because yeah. when I saw that, I literally exhaled in like a lusty auntie manner. I was like, <laughs> 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 like I had a 40 a day habit, like just exhaling smoke, like, you know, just kind of like fag falling from my hip. Like, yes. But I felt so, <laughs> like it was a real reaction of just like pure lust. And I was like, wow, I want him to be my boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I want to live with him and cook him meals. He was also in an episode of The Good Doctor. Oh, <laughs> uh, that terrible, see. wonderful yeah, show. Yeah, mm. it's a show about this um, doctor who is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he has to come in and make his way. And who's going to trust him? But Manny played um, still this kind of, like... <sighs> Not dumb, but he was like the skater gamer person yeah. or whatever. He does who, have that face. Wait, blessed. hold on. Is he also a doctor? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Sometimes they do that. Yeah. yeah. Surprise. Yeah. No, but he, he um, was a skater or a gamer or something like that. And he made his living off of doing this thing that people kind of dismiss or whatever. So he uh, came in, you know, he had this life threatening, whatever. And so he talked to the doctor and was like, hey, people are going to doubt you, but you just got to live your life, bro. <laughs> so he was still very much this like chill kind of yeah. dude. Right. Someone but, who enjoys weed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he was still very pretty. I wanted to show you um, this picture that we have on our Tumblr. Mm. Oh, my God. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. What do those biceps oh. even do? What are they doing? So he's holding a glass of blue liquid. Blue, blue liquid. Like the liquid you find in sanitary Tower Labs. Yes. Yeah. And he's just posing and he looks adorable. Like, yeah. yeah. Not even adorable, just, no, just flat out hot. sexy. Yeah, yeah, just old school, just hot. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm staring. I'm not Perfect. even looking at anyone, right? I'm just staring at him. It's just, there's so much to love. The blue that brings out everything. Yeah. <sighs> that neck lot. is so strong looking. He's got that thing where like, you know how some people are muscular and it communicates through their shirt. So there's no surprise when there's a removing of the shirt. Right. You're just like, there's muscles, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> With Manny, Mm. he's like secret muscular. So I feel like if you were getting into it, he would remove his shirt and you would be like, pleasant surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I'm going to start saying that now. Someone takes up their tone. I'm like, pleasant surprise. (laughs) In that voice. (laughs) That's such a beautiful way of putting that. Thanks, Tevin. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's he's doing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You just trailed off. I'd like to read a poem. Janet, my digital queen. Janet. We can dare to dream. Send nude pics of your heart to me. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars rule! Kathy, yes. you've got one more. Janelle Monet. Uh, Janelle. <laughs> I remember I saw her years ago at Royce Hall at UCLA where I went to college. Mm. And I was like, she's going to be big one day. And then I called it. I <laughs> called that shit. <laughs> what else is there to say about her? She's, she's a confident black woman. Mm-hmm beautiful mm-hmm. yeah is able to convey to the world that at the height of her career Tobin, i think you're the one that said this at the height of her career she came out to the world as pansexual right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's a free-ass motherfucker i believe yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's it's just i i think just that whole combination in my head just like it exploded and i was like yeah her yes <laughs> yeah it'll do <laughs> everything about her to me right now is perfect, which means I really want to be with her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can make that happen. Janelle, come on in. <laughs> God, imagine. It's okay. She's got Tessa. I understand. 
I mean, that's I very good it. of you to share. But, um, you know, <laughs> claim what is yours, Kathy. Go out there and be somebody. She's just, uh, back when she had the hair that was like sticking out in the front. That was yeah, amazing. the pompadour. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a look. That yeah. was. She used to wear those cute little suits. The oh, black and white. Yeah. That was that was a moment as well. I know lots of my queer friends are kind of like, yeah, Janelle, in that mm-hmm. kind of faraway voice. Every time she kind of turned up in like a, a new, a deconstruction of the black and white suits. Mm-hmm. And I love oh. what she would say about how her mom and dad, you know, she was like, it's my uniform. Because she would mm-hmm. talk about her parents. I think her, her dad was a janitor. Right. And her mom also was like in one of the service type industries. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I believe, you know, I'm going to work. I'm going to put on my uniform. And that's just black and white. And then very slowly but surely, she began to incorporate new stuff. Colors, different mm-hmm. styles, yeah. And she is so hot that I think she can pull off. I've never seen her in a bad look. Even if I don't like it, it's not a bad look. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's right. fun. It's something. And, you know, last night, literally last night, I was watching the video for her single from her last record called I Like That. Mm-hmm. And she has like different looks in it. And there's one in particular that I'm showing now that I love so much. It's where she's wearing like a crisp white shirt. Mm. which is the uniform of hotness in general. I think anyone wearing a white shirt is killing it. Right. And then she's got like this silver makeup, this incredible, beautiful red pout. Yes. Mm. And the hair is like black and silver. And it's just like, every time I see it, like I gasp, I'm just like, why? How? What is this for? Why am I so... Feelings. She's just beautiful. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah, she's obviously this confident, talented, all that other so stuff. So talented. Mm. And I know she's, you know, she's worked through stuff too. And she's done it through music by like mm. um, putting uh, the the arc android sort of mm. like as the the forefront of all her music yeah. as a way to like try to figure herself behind the scenes. I, I feel like that maybe I'm reading into it. No, don't. But Carry on. It's just like that <sighs> hidden figures. You mm. guys, I, I, a lot of things happen in that movie. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you but recall any of them? I just remember waiting <laughs> for more Janelle sings. Sure. <laughs> She was so cute in that movie as well. Yeah, I was like, just forget everybody else. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> Let's keep going back. She's going to school. Come on, you guys. Let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. No, she 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 has like, I mean, someone made a really great point at the time of Hidden Figures and Moonlight because she was in both. And somebody was oh, like, yeah. somebody was like, I love that Janelle's never acted before and then appears in two Oscar nominated movies. It's like, chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, yes, that's exactly correct. Like, she just that's like, true. I guess I'll try acting and yeah. then ends up in like two. I bet you that's her entire life. I'm going to try music. <laughs> Well, and in Moonlight, too, I feel like I remember watching that movie and Mm. it wasn't until like three quarters of the way through that I had a moment. I was like, oh, shit, that's Janelle Monae. Mm. (laughs) And there's like a scenario where she could have done that role and it could have been like Janelle Monae with all caps. Mm. You know, like sometimes someone crosses over and you like you are very aware (laughs) of such and such in a film. Yeah. And for her, it was like she just it was such a subtle performance. Yes. And I'm somebody who finds like having an empire to be incredibly hot. So the fact that she's like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tell me very briefly, what is your dating issue? Personally speaking, said Tobin, I prefer if you own an empire. What? <laughs> who is his in your past? Darth Vader? Like, who are you? <laughs> I just mean like she's got a lot of things going on. Oh, like she's doing the music, she's doing the acting, and she's doing like any number of things impeccably well. Mm. And that sort of thing is always like, mm. oh my God. Yeah, that's you incredible. Know, you know what else is really hot? Stamina in her last concert. <laughs> what? Again? <laughs> Allow me to pause. <laughs> right. It's a whole I'm like, wait, that came from a voice of experience. Stamina. Okay? <laughs> Not mad at In her last oh, concert, she basically danced and sang her way through the entire show. Yeah. It was like, 
do you need a break, Janelle? Do you need a break? We can sit here. It's fine. Yeah. I was tired from standing and dancing in my seat. <laughs> I've yeah, never seen her live, but I've seen videos, and she mm. will dance her pompadour like at the beginning. She will dance that out, and like her hair will completely come down. Yep. She just gives everything. She leaves it on the stage, as they she say. Totally, she totally. Does. I was like, this is a transcendent experience. I'm Ugh. so glad I am here. And when it was over, it was very sad. Yeah, I want to <laughs> bring back someone. I can't remember who mentioned her doll-like appearance mm. to somebody. I don't remember who it was. Was, that was it then? me? I don't know. I don't know. I said a lot of thirsty things. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she has a movie coming out uh, called Welcome to Marwin with mm-hmm. um, Steve Carroll. And it's about this man who he's working through some trauma with dolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she plays one of the dolls. She plays G.I. Julie. And mm-hmm. I was like, why even have her in this movie? Because she looks like a doll in real life anyway. <laughs> right. Like, There's no way I'm going to be able to like yeah. remember that she's a character right now. Yeah. But that's going to be really interesting. I'm I'm interested to see that how she's, that's gonna look she is so beautiful and very delicate looking like she looks like she feels like she would play a really great like fairy called Wendy or other fairies mm. are available like she just yeah. has a very kind of almost not of this earth kind of like really just like I'm just visiting you know a real yeah. alien sensibility like she, yeah. you know, she talks about being an android right Cindy mm. Mayweather mm-hmm. and you're like yeah I believe that like if you said that actually you know in that video she did with Miguel uh, for the song Primetime mm-hmm where, you know, it's all full of, like, you know, from the future, where these women are, like, half Android, half whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the world she should live in. Like, it feels <laughs> so compelling. And, you know, the idea of a narrative that she's building around, you know, the dirty computer thing, the thing about having to kind of scrub clean and all that stuff. And then on the long, you know, on the other side of that is just this really great, she does, like, a really great mix of, like, R&B and funk and hip-hop mm-hmm. and whatever. And it's, like, everything that she's making is familiar, but it's all hers. Mm-hmm. And I just love, I love to watch her dance. Like, she's just such a great oh, mover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right? Mm-hmm. And when she would wear those suits and do the dancing, I was just like, man, I wish I could wear suits and or dance. Like, you know when <laughs> someone is just, like, like, compelling to look at. Yeah. She has that in spades. I love her because Prince was, you know, he was a big fan of hers and, mm. you know, reached out to her. And, I'm, a, you know, I love Prince to pieces. Um, and one of the songs that she put out from this last album was called Make Me Feel. Mm. And I loved it. I originally was like, oh, this is this is the Prince tribute that people should have been putting out right. because it was su- such a Prince song. And then she later revealed that he produced it, that he wrote it and that this was her way of honoring their working relationship. And mm. I was like, I love that. I love that she didn't try to like tear it up and make it into some weird Prince thing that it was mm-hmm. that she's honoring their relationship and without trying to make it like yeah Prince loved me you know what I mean like, yeah. like totally. she's just very respectful of their relationship she is that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel uh-huh so good so good so fucking real uh-huh that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. You got me right here in your jeans. I recently heard a, this is a side note, but I recently heard a country music cover of Purple Rain. No. And I've been. <laughs> what uh, is that? What? Yeah. I've been deaf ever since. <laughs> As a treat, listeners, we're going to put that on our Tumblr. <laughs> Oh, Look, I'm from Nashville, home of country music, oh, so like I've heard a lot of shit, but I do not want to hear a country <laughs> purple rain. No. As a treat, Nicole, his country no. from I hope somebody that like just was trying to reinvent themselves and wasn't a country singer and decided to go into country. I, I don't know. It was a crime. <laughs> it was... 
I will be calling my lawyers. <laughs> oh my god! Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it all down. You can't handle the truth. Um, <sighs> let's move on to uh, Tovin. Your second thirst object of the day. Are we sure we don't want more Janelle? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's move on. So the wow. more we talk about her, the more I realize that she should be the one starring in Life Size Two. I'm oh my god! Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's pitch that Tyra idea. Banks, if you're listening, <laughs> you can step aside now. on to your second thirst objects uh tobin tell us tell us a little bit about what it is about carrie joji fukunaga that has drawn you so <laughs> full name full, full name. name that's full how name. you know your thirst is real um okay so as soon as i sent this one to you guys i was like well it's complicated because <laughs> say more i so i find him incredibly attractive at the same time i couldn't like mentally pull up a picture of him for you <laughs> wow because every time something gets announced that he's directing, I'm always like, oh, I really like his stuff. And then I Google him and then I'm like, oh, right, he's really attractive. But if you put like a different picture of an attractive person in front of me like five times in a row and was like, this is Kerry Fukunaga, I'd be like, great. <laughs> That's him. He does I always honestly, look different. He always looks different. Also, complicated Stan because doesn't he also sometimes rock uh, a cornrow? Oh. He has uh, done that previously. Yes. I did not know that. He did yeah. that previously. <laughs> <laughs> he rocked cornrows previously. I say this also as someone who engages in complicated thirst. Mm-hmm. And I remember kind of like recoiling with horror mm. uh, when I saw that. But also, I mean, Nicole's face looks disgusted as she observes. She found, she found a picture. She found a picture. Wait, can sh- I, can sh- I show see? the class a picture, I don't Nicole. know what, what he looks like. Um, here, next to... Yeah. Um, it wasn't ideal, okay? Listen, okay, listen. I don't, know. I don't have to sit here and defend <laughs> Carrie to anybody, all right? I'm not saying I approve of the cornrows, but I don't not approve, okay? First is complicated. It is. I, I, mean, I miss the man bun. He had. Oh, yeah, the man oh, bun is yeah. the best Carrie. Yeah. yeah. He is as close as I've come to being convinced that a man bun is attractive. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But it works on Carrie. I like man buns too. Yeah. I think they're they, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you don't have a personality, for example, they're a very good substitute. (laughs) (laughs) It's my feeling. I just, you know, I have a thing for men with hair, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you love long hair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) He just trailed it. Yeah. (laughs) But I like, almost any time I've seen him in photos, he's, like, wearing an incredibly well-fitting suit with, like, glasses that fit him perfectly and, like, fit a style perfectly. Yes. He always looks like he's about to take you out to a really fancy dinner that he has planned just for you. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Tobin, I'm there. I'm actually, I'm, I'm currently in the restaurant waiting for the dinner. Like, he, yes. Yeah, he also looks like, you know, a little... <sighs> Filthy? Yes. Yeah, very like, much so. He like might have things. a red room yeah. or something like that. Oh, my know? God. Wow. He might have to sign a contract. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, 
<laughs> yes. I'm here for it, though. I know yeah. you are. You're what's my called warm and chocolate. You're like, I'm here for it. It's like, what? Put your tongue away. People can but, see. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely go into the red room with him. I, <laughs> I would I would at least check it out and see, like, what I could hang with. and like, what check I'm it like, out like it's like groceries. Let me see what I'm I mean, into. you know. <laughs> what are, you know, I'll give him my list of hard and soft limits, and oh, then God. we can go from there. I didn't oh. know you were going to say list there, but it's, uh, let's... Yes, it's, it's a list. <laughs> Uh. when was the first time you saw or saw a photo of him do you remember is it like a while ago or is it like a recent thing it was probably around true detective time when like Uh. everyone was talking about that show and I have that thing in there's gotta be a word for when everyone tells you that you have to watch a thing and so you're like I'm not gonna watch it yes I have that same I'm familiar with it yeah Yeah. Yeah. so to this day I have not seen true detective same oh my god high five across the desk (laughs) yeah <laughs> I am the opposite. I will happily jump on the train. No, no. I'm like, how dare you prescribe to me? <laughs> I was gonna watch it, um, the second series because it had Colin Farrell in it. Yes, same. I love him, mm. um, but I still haven't watched any of it. And Mahershala Ali is I'm gonna, gonna be watch in season it. three. <gasps> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I'll watch it for him. Yeah, but yeah. Carrie is not a part of. Oh my god. I don't the think remaining so. series. I think they flip him? it up every season it's yeah a yeah whole new cast it's whole like new an director. anthology yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'm looking right now at a couple of photos of carrie like carrie is so he has these cheekbones that are just so sharp um and then he has like it's a long face so it could be unattractive but instead it just like with the hair he has long hair nicole i'm sure mm-hmm, you're a fan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he wears like these jumpers that look like he can fix things yes and i'm not even into like traditional fucking male ego but also i'm just kind of like oh my god is my fuse blown can, <laughs> can carry fix oh yes <laughs> like i just feel like he can fix stuff he yeah. has a toolbox but he's yeah, not like a, he's not like a dickhead about it he's just kind yeah. of like, yeah, i can fix it if you want and i'm like oh, i guess anyway all this to say Whatever we were doing, you know, fixing stuff and eating or whatever, it would all culminate, like you said, in a red room. Like I'm, I'm. That's like the final. I feel like Carrie just knows stuff. Yes, and I'm just yes. like really eager to learn what that mm. stuff could be. Yeah. For like just purely for my memoir, yeah. I just want to be able to write. Yeah, it's like the intersection of like so many people you thirst after either like. I just want to have sex with you or like there's a kind of thirst that's also like I think we could build a life together <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's like the intersection yes, for me very like, much so you could build a freaky life with him <laughs> He would take a good six months of my time. Yeah. 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 Ah, okay. And then you'd look back and kind of be like, was I drunk the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't. You were just, you know, redacted drunk. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm. And I think also, we haven't spoken about this directly, but you've mentioned, uh, Tobin, you brought Manny and you brought Carrie. Um, mm-hmm. Manny, who is Asian, and Carrie, who is part Asian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a deliberate choice for you, from you? I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the thing... I- I always try to be conscious of is like if somebody has white passing privilege, which I would say Carrie a little bit has some white passing privilege. But like, absolutely, if I get an opportunity to shout out some Asian guys, I'm going to do it. We appreciate it, man. (laughs) We appreciate your service. (laughs) You're doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I've been thinking a lot and we've been doing, you know, Nicole and I do this pretty much every episode, especially when we have somebody, a person of color as our thirst object, is thinking about the ways in which they have been presented to us. Mm -hmm. So you were saying before about having to unlearn and undo everything because of the way the world presents Asian men, for example, and you kind of go, well, that's not the people I know or fancy or whatever. And, you know, we talk about this a lot about, you know, we had one of our most popular episodes to date is our number three episode from season one, which Mm -hmm. was about John Cho. 
Oh, John Cho. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He's another one where the freaky intersects with like the life building. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, John Cho. Kelly's just staring off into space. I just want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling through all the. Remember the, um, the, the, the campaign that was like, what if it starred John Cho? Yes. I'm just rolling through all the posters right now in my head. Yeah. It's on a, in an endless loop. He's yeah. so hot. Yeah. But again, like talking about the idea of who were allowed to fancy and who were kind of pushed towards fancying. So it's really lovely and, you know, just warm and fuzzy to kind of, you sit there and kind of go, no, I'm going to bring a couple of Asian dudes in here because they deserve the space. They do. They do. They do. And it's like, well, it's like, I think what you guys talk about all the time, which is like everyone, there's a power in being objectified just like anyone else. Mm -hmm. Right. So like we can, that we're even sitting here talking about these men in a certain way mm. there's like a power in that which i which i like mm. yes talked about without the fetishizing part yes yes mm-hmm. exactly yes, which i really like yes. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about nancy and how you go about um essentially making the show what was your aim when you started it and do you think that you're achieving the aims that you set out at the beginning Ooh. <laughs> because it's such a catch yeah, 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 it's such yeah. a big podcast mm-hmm. right it's not about one mm-hmm. thing it's about people's lives yeah and that is so wide yes do you think you're doing a good job like covering the breadth of the kind oh, of the boy. communities you wanted to what's your answer <laughs> so i think when we started the podcast the the main thing we wanted to do is let people be the protagonists of their own stories because mm. so often what we hear or what we were hearing with LGBT stories is like a story about a gay person or a story mm. about a trans person or, you know, whatever. And so one of the things we wanted to do is like personalize and let people really do like a first person. This is what my experience is. Mm. And so I think when we're doing on the show, what we want to do is when we have somebody come on and just get to tell their story 100% from their perspective in a way where they don't have to speak for the entirety of their part of the LGBT spectrum. Mm. When it's really like, this is what happened to me, or this is what I feel, or this is what I think. So in that respect, like that is our metric of success if we're doing what mm-hmm. we set out to do. Mm. I think that um, there will never be a time when we're like, did it yeah (laughs) we covered it all yeah it's always a work in progress i think Mm. yeah well and and to that point like learning to accept that too because hard as much as we get emails from folks we get a lot of emails from folks that are so excited about the show and so grateful for the show Mm. and then we'll also get messages that are like you didn't really cover me Mm -hmm. or you didn't Mm -hmm. when you talked about this thing you didn't get to my part of it and I think it's very easy at first to be like, but I tried so hard Mm, (laughs) or like we tried, we worked so hard on the episode and to take a pause and be like, no, actually that person is a hundred percent right. Like, Mm. and it just speaks to how little representation there is that there's all these people sitting around waiting for their stories to be told. Totally. Right. Because we get a lot of feedback asking for more queer representation here on the show. But Bim and I are straight and we are very careful to make sure that we don't step over anyone in telling their stories or Mm. telling what they like or whatever. Mm. So it's just kind of like we're not saying no because we don't want 
to have queer people on the show. We actually have had several queer people on the show, but if they don't bring up that they're queer, we're not going to force them right. to bring oh, it up. Like, tell us your gay perspective. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a pressure right. on someone. And yeah. so we're just trying to, you know, we want to amplify voices, but we don't want to be the ones speaking for other people. Right. Mm. Totally. It's one of those things where you're kind of like, yeah, you're right. We should be doing it. Like there should be a multiplicity of voices exploring all these other parts. And you're not wrong to want that representation. But, you know, we can't do it all. And the key is to have as many voices telling as many stories as possible. Exactly. So you can find yourself somewhere in there. Yeah. And then there's also the burden that's placed on black women to be everything to everybody and Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody is included Mm -hmm. when we are not often included with everybody else's story. And I imagine it's the same for you guys as well. Like you have to tell all the stories bearing in mind you occupy certain spaces in you know the lgbt kind of rainbow and it's kind of like well you know bring in other voices and other stuff but you like you were saying you can't ever pat yourself on the back and kind of go well that's a job done yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's so great to be on this show right now because i realized when i was asked for my thirst objects that i don't let myself think in that way because you don't want to think about women in like an objectifying role. Mm. And I've taught myself for so long now not to do that, that I could only think of people who inspire me, mm. <laughs> even if, whether or not I have an attraction to them. Right. And I think that's why I picked one that was somebody that has been a part of my life for a very long time mm. and one that was more the more recent one that mm-hmm. I can feel like I definitely have a strong attraction to, but I don't really know how, I don't even really know how to talk about it. Mm. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's important. I think finding language is a very important thing. And it's like we try to encourage like people often send us messages and kind of go, hey, what do you think about this person? And we'll be like, hey, look, we don't fancy them, but don't let that stop you. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, you know, prescriptive. Just go out and apply the way that we <laughs> thirst to whomever you're thirsting after. Yeah. You know? But it is very tricky to talk about women in that same way. Totally. Right. Because that's what we've been doing. For millennia, right? right? You know, just talking about women and breaking them down and what the, you know, their looks and all this kind of stuff. So I think yeah. it is significant that we've talked about Angelina and Janelle mm-hmm. and how they inspired you. And that's still, that's sexy too. Who did you all have on your bedroom walls as teenagers? Oh. Who did I have? Well, what's tricky for me is I didn't come out until I was in college. Okay. And so... I f- I'm trying to think, like, who did I secretly, mm. like, who did I have on my mental mm-hmm. bedroom wall windows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. I definitely had Angelina Jolie on my wall, but at the time I was like, inspiration wall. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> inspiration for what? They to know. <laughs> Wait, I want to know, what did you tell your mom she was on the wall for? Oh, you know what? It was Angelina Jolie and Sandra Bullock. Mm. Love both of them. Solid choices. Um, I told them, I told my mom that I really wanted to work in film and I admire these actors. (laughs) I love your voice. My mom was like, yeah, I buy that. (laughs) Don't work in film, though. Oh, bless. <laughs> You've had um, Lena Waithe on the epi- on your show yes. twice now. Oh, um, Lena. And it, this makes me think of the Thanksgiving episode where you, that's when you had her back on the, for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how she had all these, you know, her character had all these women on <laughs> the wall. <laughs> yeah. And her parents were, her mother was, you know, completely oblivious. But it seems so obvious, like, after the fact, oh, right? So oh I was wondering God. if maybe there was something like that for you. Parents will overlook anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will overlook anything. Yeah, I didn't date a single girl in high school, and my parents were just like, he's very focused. <laughs> he's a very focused student. 
<laughs> my mom was more like, you shouldn't be dating. But then in college, she was like, where's your boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Mm. What is that about? That's the same with African parents. I, I can give that to you for free. It's like, no, stay away from boys. You'll get pregnant. Also, where is your husband? It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, this just changed in the last week. Oh, gosh. No, Toby, so who was in your mental, who was on your mental wall? I'm so embarrassed because for some reason, the only name that's coming to mind is J.C. Chazay. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's a solid choice. But I did love him, though. But I had like, I have a weird thing sometimes where, again, we talked about the pieces of pop culture that people tell you, like, you have to mm. listen to that or watch this or listen to this. And you're like, no. <laughs> so for me, I think I had a thing where everyone was about Justin in NSYNC. Yes. They were all like, Justin's the hottest. Justin's the star. And I'm like, what about J.C.? <laughs> He's the hardest working one. And I would argue the most talented one, too. See, the Justin thing was absolutely a worldwide conspiracy because quite obviously you look back at those NSYNC videos and you're like, excuse me, JC is clearly the hot award. Yeah. And he has the voice. Yeah. But they never gave him more than like a couple of lines. I'm no. like, man. They always made Justin sing first and then JC had to come in and close it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like a he, surgeon. Has a, he has a song. I don't think it was ever released, but it's called You Ruined Me. You can look it up on YouTube. Ooh. There's Ooh. like some fan made video for it or whatever. Okay. It is beautiful. Aww. Is it a ballad? Yes. Okay. It is. Oh my God, JC. Yes. Okay, that's all I got. Was before <laughs> or after his solo album, which I think was called Schizophrenic? It was. It was after. Oh, I think God. it was or Schizophrenic or something horrible like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was after, so I think it was going to go on his second solo album, and then whatever happened with all all of that. But you ruined me. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. It's out there. Mm. We'll put it on our Tumblr, listeners, so you too can uh, enjoy partaking the Nicole's social voice first. Like, uh, it's called You Ruined Me. What kind of late night DJ voice was that? Because he has such a, such a good voice. He does. And mm. I mean, JT is fine, whatever. But <laughs> tell us how you feel, Nicole. Well, we were talking about, like, what I would have put up on my walls. And for sure, I'm just remembering now that there was, like, a James Vanderbeek cover. Wow. Mm. I want to say it was a Rolling Stone. And it was at the height of Dawson's Creek fame. And I didn't even watch that show. But, like, love that show. That cover, whenever I was by, like, a magazine stand or something, I would, like, (laughs) just subtly shimmy over and just, like, kind of look at it for a little bit. (laughs) Like, closeted Tobin. Oh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't just, find it, but we'll find that cover. Yeah. We need it. Oh, what, co- what magazine was it? Anyway, yeah. Uh, I didn't watch Dawson's Creek when it was out. Um, I'm a little older, so it didn't really appeal to me. But I recently started watching the show because Joshua Jackson and mm. Pacey. Listen. He mm-hmm. was doing a lot for me. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused mm-hmm. because this is, you know, he's a teenage character um and he was an adult when he was playing the character but it was still confusing much in the same way that like noah centineo is confusing and to all the boys i've left before (laughs) um where he's like you know this 22 year old playing a 16 year old and you're like no this is wrong but let me google his age um but pacey on dawson's creek was very much a grown-ass man i'm like yeah who is the person he's inspiring who who inspired this character rather because Pacey 
Why is anybody paying attention to Dawson? I mean, in a world where both exist. He was, oh my God, what a beautiful parallel. He was the JC of the Greek. Wow. So yeah, all this to say, isn't it wonderful when everything that you thought you couldn't express, you are now able to? I think often about the ways in which, you know, Nicole, you were talking about as black women getting to talk about, you know, our sexualities in Mm -hmm. a way that doesn't feel... Like, oh, we're performing it, you know. It's just yeah. like, I've had these feelings, I've had these thoughts, and I get to be able to talk about them. And I feel like when I listen to Nancy, it always feels to me like, oh, like you said, creating the space where you're just kind of like, oh, just come and tell your story. And it's not about your gayness or your queerness. It's very much mm-hmm. kind of like, here's a story, have a listen. And I just, yeah, I, I listen to Nancy and I feel warm. I'm just kind of like, oh, people, they're great. <laughs> you know, like yes. even when they're terrible, they're okay. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, I'm saying, sometimes. Sometimes they're like, oh my God, let's ban the, the human race. Yeah. But other yeah. times you're just kind of like, wow, we are so rich. Yeah. All of us, so full of things. Uh, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Tobin, for yeah. coming in. Everyone, make sure you listen to Nancy. Yeah. Where else can we find you besides Nancy on WNYC? Oh, uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm at Tobin Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at underscore Kathy, too, because somebody has my name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's active. So it's real annoying. <laughs> this is exactly the tone I wanted to end this with. <laughs> somebody has my name. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks um, for having us. Oh, Thank you. No. Uh, absolute pleasure. Ben, that was so much fun. It really was. Talking to Kathy and Tobin yeah. from Nancy at WNYC. They were excellent. They really were. We should they have were, them here every week. I think that's, <laughs> if we can organize it, I think we should look into it. I just love how wonderfully open and lovely they were because that's just, that's what you want when you have a conversation. Yeah. Ugh, so great. So yeah, everybody listen to Nancy on WNYC Studios. They are superb. We're going to do something a little different today. Um, instead of both of us reading Drabbles, because mm. we had such a long conversation mm. with Kathy and Tobin, we're just going to read one Drabble from one of our listeners. Yes. Uh, they first got in contact on Tumblr um, because they were <laughs> very much enjoying the photos that we had posted of uh, American actor John Bernthal, who mm. you may know from The Walking Dead. He was Shane in the first few seasons and as The Punisher, a.k.a. Frank Castle on Marvel and Netflix's The Punisher. Um, and yeah, they were they were overwhelmed by the the, the Burnthal thirst. Yeah, and we're gonna keep this person anonymous to respect <laughs> their uh, their thirst that has overwhelmed them. <laughs> but when we read this, they'll know that this is theirs. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, very important to note, this was their first ever travel. So we are out here inspiring and changing lives, Nicole. I love it. I love it. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Excellent. Do you want to read it or shall I? Um, I'll read it. Please do. I love your voice so much. Oh, you're so sweet. I am. I'm like sugar. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I let out a frustrated groan as I delete the same sentence for the 17th time. Why did I decide to be a writer? What possessed me to think that was a good idea? Same and on same. <laughs> Everything okay, John says, poking his head into my study, soulful brown eyes full of concern. Yeah, I sigh, trying to smile. No. My head falls into my hands. He chuckles and steps up behind me. Okay. His big hands fall to my shoulders and work at the knots that I've been building for days. Sitting at a computer all day, wrestling with the English language is probably not great for my health. So tense, he says, lips next to my ear. 
My fingers fall away from the keyboard to rest on my legs, and I can feel his smile against my skin when he kisses that spot under my jaw. What? I shiver at his touch, arching my neck towards him, and he spins my chair around to face him. His grin widens as he cages me in, hands on the arm of my chair. Think I know how to fix that. <laughs> Bitch, does he? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anon, hello. Anon said, listen, you're going to get these words. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a clear picture. It's so that's exactly it. Like it's visual. They are building a visual template for you to kind of just insert yourself. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean John Bernthal is a very handsome man with this boxer's nose. Yeah, so smushed and just, in. Yeah. Oh, he's just yeah. he just looks like, you know, Big old slab of meat. Yes. But like you also say in your wonderful soft voice, he looks like a good time. Yeah. I just feel like, he, you know, you'd, you'd laugh. I feel like if you went on a date with John Bernthal, you'd laugh a lot. And then yeah. you might do some other things also as well in addition. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. Uh, wow. So anyway, that was a superb travel. Uh, as we mentioned, that person first got in touch with us via Tumblr, which is at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. So you can reach us on there or you can send your travels to us via email at thirstaidkit.com kit at buzzfeed.com there is no fanfic wars this week um but please feel free as this wonderful listener did to channel your thirst into you know a hundred words of filth and joy and maybe we'll read it out right here on the air you don't know so join in and find out Thursday Kit is produced by us nicole perkins and bim adawumi julia furlan tk dutess and camila salazar our music is by tanya morgan Big thanks to our guests, Kathy Tu and Tobin Lowe, hosts of the Nancy podcast, who was such fun, generous, lovely guests today. You can check them out on Twitter. They are at Nancy Podcast. And you can listen to them on WNYC because they are great. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst 8 Kit. And we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Plus, we're on Tumblr at thirstaykitpodcast.tumblr.com. You can come thirst with us over there. It's okay. <laughs> For our first sommelier service, please call and leave a brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 7658-FIRST. Non-American listeners can send us a short voice note via email. Please, please, please head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and rate the show. It helps other people discover Thursday Kit, and we appreciate five stars and all kinds of love. <laughs> if you live tweet your listen, you know to use the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love, gratitude, affection, and, you know, cash to firstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. And listen, if you want more of me and Bim, you should listen to me interview her on You Can't Make This Up, a Netflix podcast about true stories. Bim is one of the BuzzFeed reporters featured in the Netflix series Follow This. Her episode is called Black Survivalist, and that's exactly what it's about. So go over there, check out her episode, then come listen to us on You Can't Make This Up, wherever you get your podcasts. That was great interview, Nicole. You're so good at your job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) In the meantime, you know what to do, and that is to stay thirsty. Bye. Can I request one thing? Oh, my God. Please do. Will you do the clown nose sound? (laughs) (laughs) With no warning? Hold on one sec. Let me take a sip of my drink. (laughs) You ready? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I have a request, too. Tell me how to live my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
freely. <laughs> exactly. Look into Janelle Monet's uh, attitude. Mm. Live like a free ass motherfucker. That's oh. the full answer every time. All right. There you go. Great. So, thank you. Join us next week for more <laughs> life tips.